Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. Tonight, our guest is Jennifer Atienzo Fisher. Jennifer, did I pronounce that right? You got it right. Great. Thank you. We're off to a great start. Well, <laughs> thanks for being here tonight. Jennifer is with Fort Wayne Community Schools. I've known Jennifer for a number of years, and one of the ways in which I know Jennifer is through her music career. So she's a school marketer by day and a musician by night. Tell us a little bit about that fun aspect of your life. How long have sure. you been doing music, and, and oh what's that gosh. like? Um, so I actually became a musician in sixth grade, okay. uh, and that's where my whole story starts is in sixth grade. Uh, it sort of drove me on my entire career path um, from that point forward. Uh, but I have literally been doing music um, mostly full-time with a full-time job since I was in college. So yeah. starting my freshman year, I had a band and I had a band all the way through college. And then as soon as I graduated, I had a band. And so I have never really known a time where I wasn't professionally working and running music at the same time. They've always been parallel for me. So you sing lead, is it a, is it a fair to call Sugar Shot a country band? It is, is a country right? band, yeah, and straight you, up country. <laughs> and you sing lead and have sang lead for multiple bands. I have, correct? yes, yes. Any instruments in your past? Do you play any musical instruments? I do. Um, I actually started off as a drummer. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure my parents regretted that decision as soon as they got me <laughs> yeah. a drum set. But um, that actually led me to guitar. And so I picked up guitar in college. Okay. And that's really where I started music is playing guitar and singing. And all of a sudden, I discovered this passion for it and just kept doing it and never stopped. Yeah, well, that's great. And I, I'm envious because I've always wanted to play music and have absolutely no talent for it whatsoever. So <laughs> well, I tell people all the time, musicians need people that love music. So yeah, that's yeah. it's a good blend. That, that's me. I can barely turn on the radio, but I enjoy <laughs> doing it. Well, thanks for being here. As as we've talked about, you know, on this podcast, we really talk about three things. One is your career path, so people can understand the many different ways in which people find themselves to marketing communication backgrounds. And it's been interesting. I think this is our eighth episode and awesome. everyone kind of comes into it a different way. So I'm interested in hearing about the connection between music and marketing and other things that led you to what you're doing today. Then I um, want to hear a little bit about your organization. Obviously, you were through Fort Wayne Community Schools, which is very familiar to a lot of the people who listen to the show, but I want to hear about it from your perspective. And then we talk, especially in today's environment, about the stuff everyone's working on, the challenges, the good stuff, the inspiring stuff, the things that keep you up at night, the things that you celebrate, whatever those are to you. So we'll start with the first question, and that's career path. I think, Jennifer, were you at Manchester I was. College? Then yes. Manchester College when you and I met. So I always tell people to start at the beginning, whatever that means to you, and maybe bridge us from music to how you got to Manchester and how you ended up at Fort Wayne Community Schools. Absolutely. Um, so legitimately, um, my career path, uh, I started off as a social worker. Um, my undergrad is in social work. Um, I, as every social worker wants to do, right? You want to save the world, and that's kind of the. So that the was the original inspiration. Yeah, that was that, that really was. Yeah, well, that's pretty good inspiration. Um, yeah. you, you know, you want to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and I got into it, and while I loved it, I I moved to Fort Wayne and didn't get a job in it. Mm -hmm. I immediately got a job in uh, human resources, okay. which kind of tied together the, sure. the social work side of it. Where were you from originally? Ohio. Ohio. So okay. I came over from Ohio um, and oh my god I'm I hate to say it but like 22 years ago yeah, so yeah. It, it, I've literally been here for 22 years and um, when I got here my first job was getting a job in human resources and okay. like I said there was a great tie-in and mm -hmm. I loved what I was doing never really anticipated any difference in a career chain um, but as soon as I kind of got into um, more of the creative side uh, in human resources mm -hmm. I was doing training and, and got to do some newsletters and I thought you know I really like this 
and and kind of how I mentioned music earlier, yeah. because I had always had music as this path, um, I was always looking at ways to market my band. And mm-hmm. so I really kind of gravitated towards that very creative, very yeah. um, marketing promotions driven side of things. Sure. And so no matter what job I had, I always had this side of me in music that was promoting my music and promoting what I was doing. Yeah. And it seemed to come really naturally for mm-hmm. me. So by the time I got to Manchester, which was uh, 2003, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I, I really kind of, again, kind of gravitated towards those very creative uh, things and was very lucky that I had a boss at the time that recognized it, yep. said, why don't you do some creative stuff, do some marketing for us? And so I, I really kind of naturally gravitated to it. Um, by the time I left there, I had a really great opportunity uh, to join a company um, that legitimately started me in, in human resources, mm-hmm. knew what my career path wanted to be. Yeah. and helped me transition to marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and that was Deco. Yeah. Uh, and really what was amazing to me was, um, number one, them believing in my career path with mm-hmm. me. I, I really knew that it was a passion of mine. Um, yeah. I knew just from music and how much I enjoyed the marketing side of it, that it was a, a good career path for me. Um, I ended up getting my MBA and focused in on marketing. So I, I kind of created that educational opportunity sure. at the same time I was transitioning my career uh, to marketing. Um, but once I transitioned over to marketing, there was really no looking back. I, I've just, I, I love what I do. Yeah. It's one of those where every day you get up and you think, gosh, is this really my life? Like yeah. I really get to create every single day. And even as a musician, that creative side, it, it just fulfills your life in a way that you you can't ask for anything better than that. And so that's really what marketing has done for me, um, going from social worker to marketer. Yeah. And it was really my passion in the middle of it that, that helped me bridge that gap. Yeah. And so you would have then in, in marketing your music career, you sort of grew up with the internet. Yes. I I was just thinking through the same thing for myself because I started my career in the early 1990s and this makes me sound like a dinosaur, but it was really pre-commercial internet when I first started working and it wasn't too long after that that the internet started to, you know, be a thing that people had in their home. Right. Um, but you being a musician and having to market your band, you had to use the tools so you gain those skills. So that's, you know, a, a different facet than a lot of marketers who are just looking at it from the outside looking in. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it was interesting, too, because I, I had to kind of learn those things on my own. It, the schooling, obviously, was for social work. So there's absolutely no marketing in yeah. social work. It's really how do you help people. And so I, as I kind of learned those skills and learned that I kind of gravitated towards that, um, that helped me learn uh, coding. It helped me learn um, how to create flyers. I mean, there were all these things that just being the musician and, and the creative type those really kind of cascaded into a career opportunity yep. for me because I did pick up all those skills along the way. It was it was sort of that personal desire to to be as good as I could as a musician and be as good as I could as yeah. a marketer for that yeah. um, because people showing up helped me as a musician. Sure, so sure. those things really kind of cascaded into this amazing opportunity from a career perspective that I, I could never have said to you when I was a kid that I would ever have a career in marketing. I, I yeah. just never anticipated it. Uh, in fact, I thought I would be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so to, to end up where I did in my career um, with this wealth of opportunity just because I was a musician, it really became a blessing in my life. I I can't tell you that if music weren't in my life, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And and so I I really, I always tell people, follow your passion because your passion will lead Mm -hmm. you to your career. And that's really what happened for me. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about a name that the listeners might not be as familiar with, and that's Deco. So that's Group Deco. Yes. 
Tell us a little bit about what that organization is and the work you did there, because it sounds like it's a pretty important prerequisite to what you're doing today. It, it really was. Um, so just prior to going to DECO, I was working for um, Greater Fort Wayne, Inc., um, which was previously the Chamber of Commerce, yep. right? Um, and so uh, that was really kind of where I got my toes wet with the whole marketing, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was doing. Um, but DECO really uh, created the opportunity for me. They're a manufacturing company. Um, when I was hired, I was initially hired hired as a recruiter, which really kind of has some very similar components to it. When you talk about uh, marketing and recruiting, there's a yeah. lot of similarities you're, to those two jobs. You're selling a exactly. company, a That's culture, exactly and a brand it. to that was exactly employees. Yeah. Um, so I, I started there and, and had been really clear from the start. By that point, I knew really where I wanted the direction of my career to go. And so had almost done this career pathing for myself and knew sort of, I need to have this job, this job, and this is going to get me ultimately where I was at. And so I had a really honest conversation with them right at the beginning that said, you know, I'll start here for you, but this is really where I see myself. Mm-hmm. And if you see me getting there as well, I'd love to work with you. And, yeah. and they hired me and, and it really helped me do that. And so that bridge really became the opportunity for me. Um, it, it was the most stressful I think I've ever been. Well, I say that until I, where I'm at now, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it, legitimately I was working two jobs. So as I transitioned yeah. and bridged, I was still doing recruiting, mm-hmm. but I was also doing marketing okay. at the same time. And yeah. so, and doing music on and, the side. And doing music yeah. on the side, right? So yeah. I, this full life of things that was going on. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of that, had a, had a child. So, oh, <laughs> you know, why not just yeah, add to absolutely. it, right? Um, but that bridge and, and that opportunity allowed me to get to where I'm at today. And, yeah. and I, I am forever grateful to them for seeing that opportunity for me and, and really allowing me to create that path internal to them. And I would say that's part of their culture. Um, Group Deco really across their entire history um, from Chet Deco on up has mm-hmm. really seen potential in people and allowed them to kind of follow that potential. I mean, they have a number of employees there that have been there for many, many years and done a variety of jobs. And so um, that really was the bridge for me to go from here's where I was to where I knew I wanted to be. And and, and that that bridge was really the, the opportunity that I needed to get there. Yeah, that's great. And I think all, you know, smart employers realize that your people are going to grow either with you or without you and if they you know listen to those types of desires and and help people you know stay with the organization and even move past the organization that's going to lead to lifelong relationships where you're probably much more apt to refer someone to work there to speak well of them now that you're not there. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I I actually, I didn't really anticipate leaving. Like I really kind of thought my career was going to stay there for a while. And um, then the opportunity at Fort Wayne Community Schools kind of presented itself. And it's really hard to say no to an opportunity like that. Sure. Well, let's, let's bridge to that because I think most people know and appreciate the great role that Fort Wayne Community Schools plays in, in our community. And obviously a very large public school system mm-hmm. serving a ton of kids and families. So how did, what opportunity was presented to you? How was it presented to you? And, and why was that attractive to you? And, and where'd you go from there? Um, so it, it, quite honestly, it was my wife came home and said, I saw on somebody's Facebook page that they're yeah. hiring a marketing person. You're going to <laughs> apply for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't even see it and I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. So really kind of she drove so you were me happy to with it. the work you were doing oh, at i was Deco. i was yeah. super happy yeah. I, I was i was 
really, I mean, I, yep. I had just been promoted and um, had been there for a year in the role and was just loving the people I yep. worked with and loving the opportunity. Yep. Um, but then I kind of dove into what the responsibilities would be mm-hmm. and, and kind of what they were looking for. Um, they were actually already really well along in the interview process. Mm-hmm. So by the time I applied, mm-hmm. um, they were already on their second round of people. Oh, wow. and, and I think I got the opportunity because I knew somebody who was sure. working there at the time. And Absolutely. that's always a great Absolutely. opportunity, right? Yep. Um, and so I, I applied for it, got the interview and ultimately got the role. Uh, and it just immediately felt like the perfect opportunity. When you think about your career holistically, right? I started as a social worker, I ended up as a marketer. This role really allowed me to pull both of those things together. I mm-hmm. mean, when you talk about being in an, in a large urban school district, uh, you do use that social work side of yeah, you. And the sure. things that I learned really did help me understand sort of the role that I was going to play in the school system and the things that we ultimately deal with on a daily basis. And so it, it really became like the perfect role for me because it did bridge both sides of me. I, I'm still a social worker at heart. Yeah. I still want to save the world. Yeah. But that creative side really has to be met. And sure. so it was really the perfect opportunity to really marry those two things together for me. And it's been it's been very rewarding from that perspective. So Jennifer, what is what's your title today and, and what exactly does that mean? You know, <laughs> Sure. I, I always tell people my tit- title is meaningless, so I say this is what my title is, but here's what I actually do. How do you define that? What's your title and what do you actually do on a day-to-day basis? Director of Marketing Communications, yep. um, and on a daily basis, it ranges. Yeah. Um, for the most part, my responsibility is really promoting the district, mm-hmm. um, helping us message who we are, um, sometimes dispel some things that yep. people believe sure. about us, obviously, um, but really helping us tell the story. That's I, I, call, I really call myself a storyteller. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what I'm doing yep. is looking at each school, looking looking at each program, and how can we better tell the story of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And yep. that's really, I, again, I think that's what's so rewarding about this is that um, a lot of people sometimes don't know what happens in an urban school sure. district, and, sure. and they, especially a large one, it, yep. it can be very difficult to know um, exactly what's going on. And, and so I get the chance to tell that story, and, and from that perspective, um, I love what I do. I, yep. I love every day getting up and going in and telling that story because there is never a, 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 there is never going to be a, not an opportunity that I'm not going to be busy in this job. In fact, I tell my boss all the time I'm going to retire and still be doing stuff because yeah. there's never going to be a time when there's not a story to tell because there are such amazing things happening that I could I could continue to keep myself yeah. busy for the rest of my life. Sure. Well, and, and in terms of shining a light on that, everything that's happened in the last seven months, you know, I think people... If people were thinking, and it's hard not to with everything that's been going on, you realize that public schools play a role well beyond education. Very much so. You are daycare. You are food services for families. And if that didn't get hammered home in the last seven months, I don't know that it ever will. But, um, you know, the... You're also talking about a business that has gotten more competitive. Very much so. In recent years. So, So tell me a little bit about how... Everybody recognizes Fort Wayne Community Schools. Everybody knows, you know, what the the schools do to a point. But there's probably a lot of misconceptions out there. There's probably gaps in people's knowledge. So how do you define Fort Wayne Community Schools? What is the entity and and what's most important to you in terms of that story? Sure. I I think what's most important for people to know is um, we value every single child. We know that each child has their own story, their own path. And 
our educators and our staff are really looking for the best opportunity for those individual children. Um, I think most people sort of look at public schooling as a commodity. Mm-hmm. And, and really the way I've looked at it is we really very much see ourselves as integral to the success of Fort Wayne. When you really look down to it, we are impacting the future leaders of Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. We're impacting the future leaders of our um, of our area. And so what we do now really truly does impact the, the scope of our city ultimately in the future. And we take that very seriously um, in, in the way that we teach kids, in the way that we approach our own employees. Um, it's critical to us to be successful because if we're not successful then we don't think those kids are going to be successful and ultimately that impacts our community and so we really do view our role as integral in um, making sure that we are helping students become the best versions of themselves and and I think that's what people don't know they just think it's about sitting in a seat and memorizing facts and and what we're trying to do is really help to create really good citizens that understand the world around them and know how to impact that world. And so that's where I think that um, if I could tell a story about what we're doing, it's helping young people become the best versions of who they can potentially be and then learning how to impact the world around them. I think that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, and, and you know, you're, you're preaching the choir. I'm a huge believer in education. You know, the, the thing that was personally transformative to me was, was higher education, but I wish I had gotten it earlier. And, you know, I, I look at my brother who, you know, was a standout student academically from day one, and he, he, has, a diff- he, has, he has a different life and mm-hmm. different potential because of that. And I think that what, what makes a difference is teachers and staff at schools who care. Um, and, you know, really it's as simple as that. But the, the education piece is just part of it. It's mm-hmm. the mentoring. It's you know really teaching kids leadership skills. It's teaching them social skills. In in many ways, it's being sort of a transactional parent to the child. Yeah. So obviously, and, and we can save this for the challenging, intriguing, whatever you want to call it, projects. But talk to me about the impact of of COVID nineteen and and the pandemic. Sure. On your world over the past seven months, because it has to be stressful and and challenging and all of those things. Very much so. Uh, From a very high level, just educationally, um, I I think for our entire district, what we discovered is that um, for many of our students, we really are the lifeline. And and that is, I, I don't make small light of that because we do understand for many of our students, this is how they're getting fed and this is how they're getting um, some things. And and that's not all of our students, but we certainly understand that that's some of our students. Um, I I think that it has created um, stress in our employees Mm -hmm. because they do worry about the kids. They worry about um, how they come back to school. I think everyone was really excited that we did come back um, and and hopefully we can maintain that. We've done done well so far. Um, For me personally in marketing, it has created um, a lot of stress but a lot of opportunity at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously when you can't get together in person with people and you can't do things, um, like a a great example of this is uh, we have an person showcase that we do every single year that mm-hmm. would be in two weeks yep. um we obviously can't do that right now and yeah. so and that's really a marketing event for the school oh it is right? yes it's a yeah. huge marketing event mm-hmm. it's it's probably the largest marketing event we will do throughout the year yep. um so not having that obviously created new opportunity that we really had to think outside of the box in terms of well how do we talk about our district and mm-hmm. how do we share this information with people and so um we actually created a virtual uh showcase that we're going to be launching in a couple of weeks um and inside of that uh we're doing 
doing virtual tours of every single school within yeah. our within our district. Yeah. So uh, from a stress level, 50 schools, 50 videos, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah. from an opportunity perspective, it really allows us to tell a story that we would never be able to tell in an, in an event like a showcase, right? Sure. Um, for many of our schools, if they talk to three people at the event, they're excited. Yeah. Um, but here it is going to be an opportunity for them to sit down and share their story in a very unique and interesting way. And I can tell you, um, these are powerful. When I have listened to and watched um, just how these educators and principals showcase their building and how they talk about their building, I can tell you the level of passion and the level of um, just love of students and Mm -hmm. love of their success, it definitely translates on these videos. And I think that's what has really kind of cascaded out of COVID for us is that while it has been awful, like there's no doubt about it, that it has been awful, but it has created opportunity for both us as a district to examine how we educate. Um, We still believe students learn best in front of a a teacher and and that's not going away, but it does allow you to sort of look at different avenues for how do you communicate? And, And from a marketing perspective, it's definitely opened up that realm for us. We were already doing it. It's just been much more intentional through this process. Yeah, it's kind of pushed the issue. It really has. It's you know, I, I was talking to someone the other day about how everyone today, I say everyone, but the vast majority of us are way more uncomfortable comfortable in front of a webcam than we were. Seven you had to ago. get, yeah, you yeah. had to get there. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about competition because you know a lot of people who grew up in a different world might say, well, why does Fort Wayne Community Schools need marketing? Right. Don't people just go there? You know, if they live in the district, and the answer, of course, is no. Right. Tell us about the competitive environment and how you respond to that. Sure, absolutely. Um, Especially in Indiana, um, school choice has obviously created opportunity for parents to make decisions about their students' education. Um, And and that is a wonderful thing. Parents should absolutely have the choice of of where to send their child, regardless of anything. Um, But it has also created a tremendous amount of competition, um, which in turn has created a position like mine in a public school system. Uh, We do to get that question, why do you need to market yourselves? You're a public entity. People should just be coming to you. And that's not the case anymore. Um, parents can choose where to send their children and dollars follow that. Um, and and I, I definitely don't want to put this into a realm of business, but when we have students, it gives us an opportunity to do more programming sure. because we have more funding. Yep. And, and so um, when we look at being in the state of Indiana, that competition creates both opportunity and um, challenges to us mm-hmm. because we do have to think about how do we attract students? How do we um, introduce our story to people that sure. may not have thought about us? Yep. Um, how do we keep students from leaving us? And so it does it does allow us to look at um, things and, and get better. I, I, I think competition is a great thing because it does allow you to really examine how you do things and if you're on par with everyone else. And I think certainly for Fort Wayne Community Schools, it has created a, an amazing opportunity for us to be highly competitive. Yep. Um, and I think as people start to learn the things that we're doing and the way that we're educating students, um, I think they're going to learn that we are highly competitive in that market. Um, I think the misnomer is that a public school system is in some way um, not as good as a private school. And and I think that people would be surprised at just how good the education level is at at Fort Wayne Community Schools. And so while competition is um, frustrating and and at times makes me want to pull my hair out, it just makes us better at what we do because it forces us into a realm of 
we have to get our story out there and and we have to be competitive because we're fighting for the same students that every sure. other school in the area is fighting for and so um, it does force you to really look at where your opportunity lies and how you message and and really talk about what you're doing for students and then really it allows parents to to very much take a look at their individual student and make decisions on what's best for their student. And mm-hmm. the great thing about being a very large public school system is there's a lot of opportunity in yep. that. So I do think that that creates opportunity for us um, as we tell our story to be highly competitive in the market. And, and obviously, um, we want people to know who we are. We want people to choose us as their school system, um, not just for Fort Wayne, but ultimately because we feel like we're a great fit for students and, yep. and that's really what we are striving to do is is be for students what they need us to be and, and that's the best education possible so let's talk about when, when you have the opportunity to to promote Fort Wayne Community Schools the, the best things about it and obviously I know it varies from school to school but what do you say when people say why Fort Wayne Community Schools and not another option? What rises to the top in your I, mind? I think choice is mm-hmm. number one. Um, with 50 schools, um, all with different programming paths, um, there is a, a Montessori school within Fort Wayne Community Schools. Um, we have early education for young students. Um, as you get into high school, you can really start to direct your path um, mm-hmm. towards a specific type of career um, because each high school has a specific thing. Yeah. So that's really what I point to is that but within our school system, there is so much opportunity educationally that you really can match your students' needs and um, fit with what they're thinking they want to do for the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know that anybody else can say that. I, I think that that choice really sets us apart from the area. I think the other thing, and, and this really comes down to educationally, how we're approaching education as a whole, um, we've started doing something called deep learning. Um, we started it about three to four years ago under Dr. Robinson. And uh, that really has become the overarching education philosophy for the district. Um, We're literally teaching six C's. So Mm -hmm. things like creativity, um, collaboration, um, critical thinking, like all of these things that employers are looking for, for we're literally trying to teach those in students as young as three and four years old. And so we really feel like that educational path does create students who ultimately become good citizens of the world and ultimately understand their role in problem solving and um, just looking at the world, not just from their lens, but from the lens of everything else that's happening around them. And so I think that that educational philosophy really does, again, set us apart. Um, We understand that parents that are sending their students to a religious school are sending them there for a reason. Um, We really feel like this is creating opportunity for students to gain some of that understanding of the world um, and gain those skills that really develop into a good employee and a, and a good citizen of, of where we're at. And and so that's really where I think those two things are what I find most important about Fort Wayne Community Schools is that not only do, do parents have choices within our district, but they are really um, seeing a student who is very intentionally being uh, taught certain skills that hopefully employers find valuable. Yeah, well, and really critical to employers. I know that 
we, you know, even though we're a, we're a marketing company, we hire people from a variety of walks of life. Right. And what we look for are some of those core skills, some of those yeah. C's that you mentioned, good communication school, skills, good critical thinking, good ability to collaborate. Yeah. Um, so, so it sounds like you're on the right track for sure. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you guys have some great teachers. Oh, um, we do. <laughs> Karen Gilly is someone I've known for a long time, does a great job at Anthos. I've heard... I, I've I've heard students sing her praises unprompted. Um, you know, I, I know some some younger teachers there who are just getting started, who are very passionate about Fort Wayne Community Schools, and who said, "This is where I want to be." Yeah. And these are the students I want to work with. So kudos to you for that too, because that's ultimately a big part of the experience. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. And I think what I love about our our educators and our staff is that um, they're not just looking narrowly at how do they teach kids, but they're looking at the whole student. Mm-hmm. So not just how do we teach teach them, but how do we make sure that their well-being emotionally and how, how do we make sure that um, everything aligns with them being prepared to learn? Mm-hmm. Our educators are really thinking about those things on a daily basis. And so it's not just sitting a, a child down in a seat and saying, all right, learn this. It's really how do we make sure we create the best opportunity for the whole child? And and yeah. all of our educators really do seem to buy into that um, and, and really live that every day. They're, they're not just concerned about did they pass the test? They're they're concerned about are they okay? Yeah. Are they learning sure. the material? But are they okay in life? And, yeah. and and I think that's what makes our educators so incredibly special is that they are passionate about what they do and they really truly care deeply about our students. Yeah. Well, and from a leadership perspective, obviously you had an, an icon in education, Very Dr. Much so. Robinson, who you worked with, and a leadership change now, big shoes to fill. So yeah. that's a transition for the entire system as well. I'm it sure. sure is. It sure yeah. is. But uh, Dr. Daniel really has been. Um, amazing to work with. Uh, he sees a vision that I think is very similar to what Dr. Robinson saw for our um, district. And, and he he's even looking at, you know, how do we even continue down the path of really being a great partner to Fort Wayne, the city of Fort Wayne and, and our community? Yep. It's not just about us being a school system, but how do we how do we become really good partners to mm-hmm. the people around us? And, and um, I think that that is uh, where you're going to see us heading in the future as a district is um, aligning with what our region needs yep. in terms of uh, young people and their skill sets. Sure. Um, but making sure that those students are coming out prepared and ready to go for their future. Yeah. Well, that's. That's great. That's great. Well, you've alluded to some of this, but I want to dive into stuff that's on your mind in terms of projects, in terms of what's on your to-do list. Obviously, there's a lot to think about and a lot to do, but what rises to the top for you? And this could be the, the projects you're working on that are most challenging, that are most interesting, the things that, you know, when your head hits the pillow tonight will either keep you up or make you sleep soundly. What, sure. What's on your mind in terms of big picture stuff? Um, obviously, uh, because we are a school system, we have a specific budget and, yeah. and I'm conscious of that all the time. Um, and so for me personally, it's what skill do I need to very quickly learn to be able to offset something that we would typically outsource? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm kind of constantly looking at those things. Obviously, the video project that we're working on, 50 schools, 50 videos, that's a lot. Yeah, you probably um, can't do that with your phone. No, yeah. no, can't do that with my phone. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, we we knew some software and we yep. quickly got up to speed on it. And um, it, it really created an opportunity for me personally to learn some skill yep. sets that I didn't have coming mm-hmm. into it. Um, but it, that's kind of what's keeping me up at night right yeah, now is, sure. is getting to that virtual showcase. And how do we tell our story best to, to people who would be thinking about us? Um, I, I think ultimately what keeps me up is knowing that COVID had an impact on our enrollment 
moment, those are the things I'm thinking about because that's that's not just how do I market, it's how do I help our district uh, gain students back mm-hmm. and then gain even more students because yeah. ultimately that is our funding stream. Sure. And so that sure. does drive um, how we are able to do things. And so that does keep me up at night is, is what can I do from a marketing perspective to share our story and share who the district really is um, to help people see us in a way that might prompt them to send their student to sure. us. And so those are the things that really are at top of mind right now that that make me um, really want to do as much as I possibly can because I want this district to be successful. I, I want to keep everybody that's working for this district working. And yeah. so I take kind of personal responsibility for that to make yeah. sure that uh, whatever I'm doing uh, from a storytelling perspective or, or a marketing perspective really does allow people to see who we are and, and what we're trying to do in, in the community and so that's those are the things that really are driving me right now and helping me um, stay focused because yeah. I, I want us to be successful in that sure well it, it's you know a high sense of urgency when you know what you're funded by I mean obviously the mission is bigger than the bottom line but there is a bottom line concern that's sure. going to determine the destiny of the district so yeah. and, and let's talk a little bit about your team you mentioned you know you obviously don't do all of this on your own right <laughs> what, what's your team structure like and how do those folks factor into the work that you do so um, on my direct team there's only two of us yep. so um we we have some some outside people not outside but inside of our our own district that uh, we part partner yep. with as part of our team um but i have a digital marketing coordinator yep. so he takes on responsibilities for doing videos with us um website messaging social media um obviously we have krista stockman who's the pio for the yep. district and and she's a part of our team without being on our team directly um but then also like the website people in it we we directly work with them um, we obviously outsource. Uh, Asher is a great sure. partner for and us, obviously. We love working with you guys too. <laughs> um, so it, it really, it's it's strategically knowing um, what our capability is internally and then knowing who the right partners are to have externally as well. And so um, right now it's it's a sm- small, small group. Uh, if I can grow it, I'm going to grow it. But yeah. um, just for the time being, it's the two of us and, and we work our rear ends off to try and get everything yeah. done. Yeah, that, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> for two folks to handle but uh you know it's 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 just a matter of focusing on the priorities right and, right yeah, yeah so to to close us out there's three quick hit questions that i ask that are sort of reflective of the three things we've talked about and i'm going to start with career path and that's you know fascinating to me that the twists and turns that your career path took if you had to boil it down to one piece of advice let's say you were talking to someone maybe it's a student at fort wayne community schools mm-hmm. who is intrigued by what you've done and says i might want to do something like that what's your one best piece of advice as far as designing a career path, succeeding in a career path, and ultimately figuring out what to do with your life and doing it well. Um, so there's kind of two things in that. Um, number one, don't let fear get in your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an incredibly shy person, and had I let my shyness and fear get in my way, I literally would not be in my job because um, one moment literally drove my entire life from that point forward, and it was in music. So yeah. it, do you mind if we talk about that? No, no, not I, at all. I'm fascinated by the fact <laughs> shy person, lead singer. Of I know, a, of I know, a band. I know. So that's how crazy. do we how do we overcome I, that? So um, <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, and, yeah. and I I love telling the story because. Um, for the young person who thinks I can't do this, my story starts in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I was so shy. I was the kid that hid behind my mm-hmm. mom anytime somebody tried to talk to me. Um, but so if you remember in sixth grade, band folks come around and they're like, hey, you could play this instrument or hey, you could do this. And 
immediately I was like, oh, I want to play drums. And what ended up happening is the tryouts came and went and I didn't go try out because I was too afraid. Mm. I, I didn't see anybody like me. There were yeah. no girls drumming at the yep. time. And so I, I just chose not to. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough at the time I had a babysitter that had seen me with chopsticks and, yeah. and pots and pans and knew that I loved doing this. And she happened to be in the band in high school and said, look, why don't you just go talk to the band director? Yeah. And for the longest time, I kept saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Because again, fear and shyness was very much in my way. Um, Finally, one day, and I, I don't know what caused me to do this, but I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I literally walked into the band room. And, and if you can imagine a sixth grade little kid mm-hmm. and this towering big guy, <laughs> like I yeah. literally say he was 12 feet tall because that's what he felt like yeah. to me. Um, but he looks down at me and he says, well, what, what can I do for you? And I said, I want to join the band. And by this point, we're like two months out from when the band had actually <laughs> yeah. started. And and he said, well, you're a little late. And, and I kind of explained to him that I was too shy to try out. And he said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to drum. And he goes, well, can you drum? I don't know, but I'd <laughs> like to bang on stuff. So let's yeah. try that. And and he let me in the band. And um, that one moment literally changed my life because yeah. from that one moment, I gained a ton of confidence. I learned how to perform because I joined marching band and all the bands that you could possibly do as you get yeah. into high school. And so that that literally that one moment, had, yeah. had it been any different, I would not have the career path that I have because I yeah. wouldn't be in music. Sure. I wouldn't have learned yeah. my love for marketing. Yeah. And, and that would not have driven me to where I'm at now. And I certainly wouldn't be a lead singer in a band. So, yeah. Well, and it's, it's the power of education. It I is. Mean, you know, it so is. many people we've talked to, and, and my story is second second semester, third semester of college, an instructor tapping me on the shoulder and being, now nah, you can do this. Yeah. Just, you know, saying to me, seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself and right. give me the opportunity to do it. So, yeah, a lot of people have those stories, and I think it's a common thread. Also, a quick digression. Have you seen the 10-year-old girl who did, like, the head-to-head drumming competition with Oh, Dave my Roll? gosh, Isn't I have. Yes, it's That's totally the best. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> sorry, listeners, I just took <laughs> no. it down a path. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty great. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Yeah, um, So... Speaking of taking us down a path, I took you away from your really succinct good answer of, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, you know, don't be afraid and overcome that fear. Anything yes. you'd add to that? Um, I would. It, it's take advantage of opportunity. Uh, literally, I created this career opportunity because I started doing things. Mm-hmm. I started doing marketing. I started doing some projects. Um, I started picking up projects for other people. And so had I not taken advantage of those opportunities, I wouldn't even have the skill set that allowed me to even get into marketing. So yeah. I would tell people, one, don't be afraid to try things. Don't don't yeah. let your shyness and fear get in the way. But but don't don't be afraid to take advantage of those opportunities to grow your skill set, even if you don't feel like you're going to be good at it. I, I was not an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have thought that I would have loved a creative path until yeah. music took me down that path and, and I started doing things. And so um, really gaining those skills and, and learning those things on my own. Um, and then the education really helped me getting my MBA mm-hmm. and, and really kind of having something that said, yes, you, you yeah. have an education in this sure. now. Um, those things really did help me get to my career path where I'm at now. So um, I would just encourage people take advantage of those opportunities, skill up, get the skills that you need to be in the career that you want, but then be very intentional about where you want to be and, and work towards getting there. Yeah. And, and definitely, I mean, one of the things I hear in that that I love is in order to learn stuff, you have to do it. Yeah. If you want to learn how to be a drummer, play the drums yes. um, and be okay with being not so great right out of the gate right, and right. eventually you'll get better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's great advice. So let's say um, now with Fort Wayne Community Schools, let's say somebody stopped you on the street, said you have a minute, doesn't have to be exactly a minute, but you have a minute to tell me about your organization, what would you say? 
I would say that Fort Wayne Community Schools is this amazing partner and and nugget in Fort Wayne that is really truly taking its role in educating the future of our city to heart. Um, we are a great opportunity for students to find their own path and and really work towards their future. Um, and they're going to find support within our walls, whether it's a, an educator or a, a teacher, a coach. It doesn't matter. They're going to find someone who's going to support their efforts to get to where they want to be. And so. That's what I tell people. Um, from a working perspective, it's an amazing organization to work for. Um, it, it's it's nice to know that your mission is driven by making someone else better. Yeah. And and so um, I think from just a, a mission perspective, it's it's the right place to be. Um, but just ultimately, it, it feels good to know you're doing something for something other than yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's a reminder that while the the educators are extremely important, there's a team behind them right. because it is about the whole person. Right. So right. yeah. That's great. Okay, so last short question. If you were talking to someone, whether it's a colleague at Fort Wayne Community Schools, whether it's another marketer, someone who is sort of drifting at this time when there's a lot of opportunity to drift and people are trying to figure stuff out and relearn how to work and relearn how to be successful, what's your best piece of advice for persisting through the time that we're in right now? Sure. I I think literally it is just persistence. Mm -hmm. I I think it's um, you have to understand, one, that there is going to be an other side of this. And and so you have to prepare yourself for that other side of it. Um, But two, it's, it's recognizing and giving yourself permission to not be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not okay during times yeah. like this, and and there are certainly times when um, stress can get to you, sure. and 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 things can get to you. But it, it's again staying focused in on what your goal is, um, staying focused in on. Um, other people and and other things that are our needs around you, um, but knowing that there's another side to this uh, that that we're not going to stay where we're at right now. Um, and for someone who's looking for a new career, looking for something different, um, it's just knowing that on the other side of where you're at, that opportunity's sitting there waiting for you to go get it. And so it's just taking advantage of that. Yeah. What's the old Winston Churchill quote that if you're going through hell, keep going? Keep on going. That's right. (laughs) There's a song there too. (laughs) Yeah. So so one last digression. We've digressed quite a bit in a a good way. Um, You know, you're a performer and right now, not much opportunity to do that. Are you able to perform at all with your band? And and how are you doing that? um, We literally took a pretty big hiatus. Um, March was our last gig for a long time. Um, We ended up doing one live stream yeah. um, loved it but didn't love it at the same time I, I love the interaction of the audience yeah. I love um, that energy uh, we did finally get a chance um, at the beginning of October to start performing again so um, this past weekend was my third gig of the month yeah. um, and I've got one more coming up this weekend so um, so we are kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy um, I do still get questions from people about do you feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, do you think it's safe I, I think that um, um, restaurants, bars, uh, entertainment venues are doing an amazing job of trying to maintain that safe distance and, yeah. and keep people safe. Uh, and for me as a performer, um, having this back in my life is is almost critical to mm-hmm. my sanity. Yeah. I, I can tell you for the almost seven months that we didn't perform, it, it is, it is gut-wrenching mm-hmm. almost because when yeah. you need something as much as music has become for me, not having it in your life almost yeah. becomes this massive drain. And so yeah. um, I just discovered uh, coming back to it again, uh, yeah. there was a renewed passion and a renewed love for just being in front of people um, and connecting with people. I think that's the one thing that I do love about music is that it connects me to people that I would not otherwise be connected to. Um, and and being able to, to be with people and and 
know that you're contributing to something for them in that in that moment and and that's really i think what's special and what i missed so much so kind of getting back to some normalcy yeah. obviously with flu season coming up we're not sure yeah, what's going to sure, happen sure. but yeah. um but it has felt really good just to to get back to some sense of being on stage and, and yeah. having a, an, a live audience in front of you yeah so okay listeners if you want to hear jennifer perform just look for the name sugar shot yep. and they are coming to a venue near you hopefully when things get back to normal and as far as the showcase goes where will we're switching back to sure, community sure. schools now. <laughs> i'm taking you down many paths as far as the showcase goes when will that information be available and, and where should people look for that information? absolutely november 2nd is when we're launching the whole thing um people will be able to go to our website it's fortwayneschools.org backslash showcase and uh you'll find all of our schools will be linked on there um every day we're going to highlight a different school so that um throughout the lottery process um, and if you're not familiar lottery is uh basically people can fill out a lottery application to go to any school within Fort Wayne Community Schools, um, whether it's a magnet school or a neighborhood school. Um, and, and so that process also launches on November 2nd. Um, we will be highlighting different schools and different programs. And so our goal is that people just get a chance to see things that they wouldn't typically get to see under normal circumstances. So we'll be sharing on social media, we'll be sharing on our website, and all of the schools will be also sharing uh, information about what they do and how they do it. Excellent. So fortwayneschools.org slash showcase. Is correct. That correct. Yes. All right. Great. Well, thanks for that. And thanks for the important work that you and everyone at Fort Wayne Community Schools does. It's really the backbone of our community and really appreciate that. So well, thanks for everything you do. Thank thanks you. for being with us tonight. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back next week with another great guest. And we hope you'll listen in then. See you then.